Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. <laughs> and he throws me you want to do that. I think that's how we have to start the podcast from now on. I'm with you. <laughs> it does. Like, ah, I'm happy to see you, Ted. Right, come see you, Steve. It's been too long. I had to go to the doctor last week. <sighs> and I have bad news. I got to go to the doctor again next week. <laughs> Maybe we can figure out another day to do it. Oh, I hope ah. you're back and that feels better. Everything feels good, but they just do maintenance to make sure it's fine, and it's the last time I have to go. Uh, see, remember, no, it's prevention. Yes. It's not the pearl to treatment. It is all about preventative maintenance. Why are we still flexing? <laughs> I don't know. And we're not really doing much with our flexing. No. Like, neither one of us has much going on. I mean, I like what? our new intro, which is so intense. I was like, I don't know if Steve and I are that tough. I don't even think we need to do push-ups anymore. I feel like we flexed enough. <laughs> Somebody's got to pop a blood vessel. Ooh. Feeling like the eighth wonder of the world. Big pop pump right now. It's good to see you, my man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, what do we want to do? Today's a very exciting mega cast. We're going to have uh, Brent Smith, the front man of Shinedown. Nice. I'm excited to talk to him. <laughs> Shinedown. All right. So what kind of genre of music do we want to do push-ups to? Because we got to get the heart rate and the blood pumping in the brain. Functioning. I see there's a category of rap metal. Ooh, rap metal. Do we want to go old? I mean, since it is still, no, I guess it's not really the winner of Biscuit anymore. It's not really winter. Is it still winter until next week? We had a day of 70 degrees. How do we call this winter anymore? That's all right. (laughs) When I was back east, it was 80 one day and then snowed like four days later. That's winter. All right, we'll go with a song called, it's from the D-Boys. Oh, Swinging those D's around. <laughs> Boys. Boys. It's, uh, it's one of those things from this production library that we have to know we work with. Let's see. It's called Mist of Grey. I'm giving it 10 more seconds and I'm going to another song. Something's got to kick in here, right? What we say? Maybe five more seconds? Oh, yeah. All right, Steve. All right. We can get 10 to this. (laughs) All right, get 10, Mega Family. Here we go. Rap metal. <laughs> this is like a very off-brand. What's his name? Mike Shinoda? Or, yeah. <laughs> From Lincoln Park. This is like a commercial jingle version of rap metal. Yeah. Oh, he just curse? Wait a second. This is supposed to be like a production library. Maybe he did. It sounded like he cursed. I can't curse. Oh, you're right. You're right. It can't be cursing. It sounded like he cursed. It did sound like he cursed. You know, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Side note, by the way, yes. I bought the wrong kind of deodorant. What did you get? Did you get clear or did you get powdery? No, I always get clear. Me too. But I bought a different like <laughs> scent. I get the uh, Dove with Plus Men Care. 
Oh, like a fresh sports blast or whatever, something like that. So I think I'm usually clean comfort. Fresh blast. But now I'm clean something. Either way, like every time, like when I just got up for those push-ups, I'm like, God damn, I smell good. Because it's like a new scent to me. I always love when like, yeah, uh, back in the old strip club days, we go there and the girl, I'm like, you smell so good. You smell me. I'm like, it's either the scent of the stripper that just gave me a dance or it's my deodorant. Like, stop flattering me about my scent because I didn't put on any cologne. I'm not a cologne guy. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like, do people that you normally come in here just not wear deodorant? <laughs> right? Like, what are the dudes that come in here usually smell like if I smell good? That good. Because I should smell like a night of bad decisions. Yeah. And the other stripper. Yeah. But maybe that's the scent that they want. Yeah. All right, let's get motivated. Yeah, man. Tech Talks, starring the Tech Smith. Uh, heading into spring, summer's around the corner. Uh, I just want to remind people, fill your life with like good stuff. You know, so instead of like, you got friends that kind of bring you down, well, simple. Hang out with the friends you like, or hang out with the positive ones. I just saw a study that said something about like uh, people who hang around people who are stressed out are stressed out. Yeah. And and like, it's funny because BJ was telling that story and I called him out. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm so stressed. <laughs> Good call. Right. Yeah, man. Fill your life with those kind of people. Uh, you know, I, I could tell you for me trying to eat better or whatever. Like, don't I, you know, it's not about cut necessarily taking everything away. Just, well, if I eat an extra serving of fruit, maybe I won't be hungry for chips later. You know, so just trying to be more of like filling my life in with good stuff. That, that's that, that's not a bad thing. And I think it is contagious. Like you, you're around yeah. good, positive people, successful people. And I'm not talking like the, you need to hang out with like a Fortune 500 CEO or something like that. But like someone who's happy with where their life is going in a good relationship, treating other people well. It does. It, it, it motivates you to be as good of a person as you can be as well, because you, you see them and you're like, well, they got their crap together for the most part. Yeah. I should be doing that as well. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. How are things going with you, man? Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, you had the day off. I did. What'd you do? Uh, had lunch with Joe, and then uh, wait. Went- you said you should be around good people. Joe is the opposite <laughs> of that. No, our buddy Joe, the mayor, is a great guy. Yeah, watch some uh, Champions League soccer, and then I'm obsessed with Narcos right now. Narcos. Have you on Netflix? On Netflix, have you not seen it? I haven't, and people keep telling me I should see it. It's About like- Pablo Escobar and the Medellin cartel. Now, does it star uh, Vincent Chase? Dude, I, I've been waiting to make Jake jokes like that all week. Like, I don't see how Vinny Chase is not the star of the show. All right? Yeah. It's like they need, when they, the, the Jason Momoa is supposed to be Aquaman, it's like, no. Yeah, Vinny Vin, Chase is. And it's not on uh, Adrian Grenier. It needs to be billed as Vincent Chase yeah. stars in. You know that it would do good. I'd watch it. I'd go see that movie in theaters. Yeah. But no, man, Narcos, Narcos is good. It's awesome. I've heard a lot of people say it's incredible. If Dude. you are actually, well, it's funny too, is I had a buddy in town last weekend who lives in Bogota in Colombia. So I was talking to him about it. And then Friday night, I was like, ah, Friday, Steve, I was so productive. One day, got my beard trimmed, uh, went to the weed store, went to Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> oh, well, most adults do. Right? And Whole Foods, all in one night. Sheesh. Yeah. And then I went home did and got- a beer at Whole Foods? I did get some beer at Whole Foods and champagne. I mean, did you drink a beer there? Oh, no. We should do that sometime. Dude, did I tell you I did that with my brother? No. The, the one in Chantilly, well, Virginia, Northern Virginia, it has like a sports bar in there. Yeah. Yeah, and like massive TVs, and they had like burgers and blackened salmon sandwiches. That's very specific, because that's what I got. <laughs> no, dude, the one in, uh, in um, University Place, like Tacoma area. Yeah. It's got a pizza... 
it's got like the brick house or the brick oven or something like that. And it's got a full on like wood fired pizza spot where you could sit at the bar. I don't know if all of them have this. I just assumed but they like did. The one, but the one downtown at Westlake, same thing. You can like get food and take it in there. But the one by my brother's house blew me away. Where was this at again? <laughs> Chantilly, Virginia. It, sounds, it just sounds super fancy. <laughs> oh, oh. Actually, it's Chantilly. It was a nice town center. They had one of the nicest Whole Foods I've ever seen. Oh! I'm trying to find fancy music. Of course, I have no luck. And across the street, they had an official UFC gym. So you know it's that kind of expensive neighborhood. Damn! I know. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it would be fun one of these times we should go to the Whole Foods and just get drunk and eat pizza. Yeah. Or you can eat, like, sometimes, like, the one downtown has, like, Oyster Mondays or Tuesdays and they stuff. They got sushi. They got ter- great teriyaki there. Yeah, man. What if we get kicked out of an, uh, a Whole Foods for being too drunk? Too, too drunk? <laughs> Guys, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Typically, come, people drink here while their significant other is shopping. Yeah. People don't come here as a destination. This isn't a nightclub. Like, can you guys play some uh, uh, turn down for what? Just be on the, be those guys on our phones, like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, Whole Foods, come by, yeah, We're get, it's lit, yeah, yeah, bring bring your friends, bring some of those girls with you, yeah, man, bring all the shouties out to Whole Foods. <laughs> dude, have you I seen? Think a, you could use terms like that when you're talking about eating at Whole Foods. Of course, yeah. What up, shouty? Where'd you guys party last night? Oh, we got hammered over at Whole Foods. Yeah, the WF, you know, we got kicked out. We're blacklisted. <laughs> they got our picture up at the bar. Yeah, man. And by the bar, I mean the register. Register six. Steve asked a lot of people if they wanted to see his new tattoo. And by like the fifth time he went shirtless, <laughs> they threw us out. <laughs> While yelling, it's organic. <laughs> and I took off my shirt and they were like, sir, no bears. <laughs> <laughs> want to see a tattoo and a bear? <laughs> Have you heard of the, the <laughs> what is it called? Like the bear restaurant, the chef? Wait a minute. You're saying the chef is an actual bear? Yes. No. Oh, my gosh. How does he make food? He's It's a mascot, like in a bear mascot. <laughs> I hope people know that for a minute there. I was like, wait you a minute. You thought like, legitimately like an actual wild animal was cooking somebody a meal? Yeah, it's just salmon. Cow by bear. Have you heard of this thing? No. I had a friend that checked it out. It's a dinner party experience or experiment. It's like super weird in the sense that you go online, you make your reservation. They don't tell you where you go. It's not like a set restaurant. You have to eventually be, you get an email telling you where to go. And this Oh, I would love to have that guy cook me a meal. Right. And it's so nice. So what happens is only one table at this place, 14 seats. So you are going to sit at a table. It's almost like a Benihana, but not. But you, you are going to sit at a table with 13 or 12 other people. It's five courses paired with wine. You don't know what you're going to eat. You're just promised it's going to be freaking amazing. And it's apparently like some, like these are like legit chefs. They just and, put on the bear costume. Right. And it's a little che- it's a little expensive. It's like $195 or $175 per person. And gratuity is included, though. So I, you know what? I'm not a big fan of spending that much money on five course meals, but if it's but you're served, gonna have a, served by a bear, right? If it's served by a bear, I'm in. Right? I don't think my wife would be in because I think you get like the the big meal is some kind of awesome steak meal. <laughs> but why don't we take a quick break? Let's when take we a break. Back, we will talk with Brent Smith from Shine Down. Ted and Steve need a minute to shave each other's backs. Sexy. 
I know. The Megacast will be back. You've seen their ads and gotten their emails. Lots of men are buying razor blades from the Dollar Shave Club. But what if a dollar is too much for your budget? Introducing the 50 Cent Shave Club. Better than getting razor blades in the mail, because when you subscribe to the 50 Cent Shave Club, we'll send rapper 50 Cent directly to your house every morning to give you a personal shave. How does the 50 Cent Shave Club do it? It's simple. He's bankrupt, and the only albums he's dropped lately are the ones that fell off the charts. And it's a quick shave, too, because he's got a lot of clients. Why pay a dollar when you can pay 50 cents? So get in the club today with the 50 Cent Shave Club, because he's bankrupt and he needs the money. Hey, is it supposed to bleed this much? Uh Uh-huh. R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. I'm the new robot voice on the block. It's Grace Mother is The mega cast is back. Okay, Stephen Ted, you're on with Brent from Shinedown. Brent! What's happening? Not much. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you guys today? Oh, dude, great. The sun's out today. Uh, I'm hurting a little bit. I just got a chest tattoo, so that's not fun. But other than that, things are good. How big is your uh, chest piece? Uh, it pretty much covers the entire, like, a little bit inside of the, the, the nipple area. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about my nipples. With he's, got, he's got, like, almost a full no, no, McGregor. No, I think you should. It's totally cool. You can talk about your nipples. We, we go way back. That's true. Um, well, I, you know what, man? There's <laughs> nothing that Oxford and a uh, little bit of whiskey can't fix. Now, you have, I, I know, a crap ton of tattoos. I have not seen you shirtless, unfortunately, but I would imagine, do you have a chest piece? I don't have a chest piece, but I have a what they call um, a, a a stupid mistake in Spokane, Washington, on my stomach. Spokane, huh? Do tell. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got a I got a tattoo while I was not not no disrespect to Spokane. I love Spokane, Washington, but uh, the uh, the the tattoo that I have is just from an absolute drunken mess of a night. So uh, it, it reminds me every day that I take my shirt off. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that night. What was the tattoo of? It's just this. It, the The concept was good that I had. It's just it's it's just it looks like a dying octopus. So um, it literally and it, you know and I feel bad every time I see it. Each day I have to really work on my abs to make him look a little bit more alive. So it actually makes me go to the gym and do my abs more. But it literally looks like a dying octopus. So uh, yeah, Brent, I have a cousin that got a tattoo. And the color blue, everybody that sees it goes, why'd you pick that blue? And he goes, they didn't have the one I wanted. And we were like, why didn't you wait a day? So now he just has a horrible color, like teal on him. He says, <laughs> uh, we've all got them, man. I mean, not everybody, but at least, you know, people that have tattoos. If you've got a lot of them, there's always one or two where you're like, yeah, that was probably not the best idea. I was going to say, the first couple, you put a lot of thought. At least I did. I waited like several months. I really thought it out. And then it gets to the point where like, the more you get, you're just like, ah, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. It's 
At this point, I've already put all this stuff on my body. I'm not really going to overthink the tattoos anymore. Yeah, I mean, that does happen. I mean, I'm completely finished. Like, I'm I'm done. Everything that's on me is what I wanted to say and represent. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't have any desire to get anymore. What's the one that hurt you the most? And also, what's the one that means the most to you? What's the one that hurt me the most? The one that hurt the most was probably the one on my stomach. Just yeah. because that skin is just, there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, it's super, super sensitive. And that was like an eight-hour session. Um, so, uh, that one hurt the worst. And the one that means the most to me is the words that are on the top of my uh, left hand, which uh, says, your pain is a gift. All right. No, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And I would imagine that's something that applies to art and, and, and music, obviously. And, and, and dude, the, the song Devil, I, I want to talk about the video because the video just blows my mind. Like it start, I mean, it, it's like you got the phone, you got the gold room. It gets trippy as F when things get red. You got getting beat up. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Like who came up with the concept of the video for Devil? Because it's incredible. Uh, so the combination of the Devil video was myself and uh, Bill Yukik who uh, was actually working with Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson right before he came to, to work with us. He also was Emmy-nominated uh, because he did most of the editing for Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, and he doesn't really do a lot of music videos anymore unless he's, like, really into the material. Uh, he really liked the song, and he wanted to do uh, – he had a completely different vision for it than I did. Um, and then – when it went through the treatment, uh, we actually had to go back to the drawing board on it because there were some issues with legal uh, with the first initial concept. But the fact of the matter is this new album that we've got that's getting ready to be released on May 4th called Attention, Attention, it's a story album. It's not a quote-unquote traditional concept record, but the whole record is a story. And it starts off, the beginning of the story is Devil. And that whole layout um, takes us all the way through the middle of the album and then the finale. So the goal is to make a video for every song and to actually tell the story. Um, but uh, the concept was built around, you know, we have to start, the the story here so this is what we need to do there's a lot of like pulp fiction moments that are going to happen throughout the to the trajectory of this this record so uh but yeah it was just a combination of me and him and uh i told him that i wanted to do something really cinematic and we wanted it to kind of play out like a film um we wanted to use uh the same actors in certain places that we use on devil uh throughout the the uh, the rest of the record when we go to do the visuals for um, other songs. Um, he's just like one of those cats, though, man, that he's very, very artistic. Um, and by having the editing background that he does, that's why he was able to put all of that stuff in a barely four-minute song. I mean, there was 172 people on set that day. So uh, it, was, yeah, it was pretty amazing to watch. I was going to say, that video is insane, man. It's like if 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 this is a if if this is any it's indication great. if you do an entire album of videos it's going to be like some weird trippy John Waters film man. Well, I mean, I don't know about John Waters. I'm not going to make anybody eat dog poop. So, um I, I was know, hoping you would uh, for the second single. <laughs> yeah, no pink flamingos, man. Serial <laughs> Mom was like the devil. <laughs> What was the other one? What was like the mainstream one that he did with uh, uh, Johnny? Oh, Crybaby. He did yes. that with Johnny Depp. Yes. I remember that. 
Probably not. It's probably not very John Waters esque. This record. It might be a little bit more Kubrick than uh, Waters. That's what I meant. Actually, I did mean Kubrick. I didn't mean John Waters. You're right. I just, you ever get that? You have a brain fart, and I said the wrong guys. Now, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're not gonna good, man. <laughs> Tell you, man, I didn't get enough sleep. Sorry, friend. <laughs> Let you down. That ink is going to your brain. Oh, it already has, man. It's too late. It's it's all gone to hell. I want to talk about Spokane for a second because I oh, first of all, I, I'm not happy with you guys because you're not playing in Seattle. I know you got Yakima on April 7th. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. you got, we got to get you back here to the actual Seattle proper or somewhere close so we can check you guys out. But what's Spokane like for you guys? Because you said you love going to Spokane. Ted and I, we, we go, go every, every Easter weekend for a hockey tournament. We just go. We take a giant party bus with a bunch of our buddies, and we go to Spokane and just kind of lose our minds. I love Spokane. Ted loves Spokane. What do you love about Spokane? We just always had really, really good shows there. And the other thing, too, is we've always had really good day off there. Like, we, we a lot of times when we go to Spokane, we have a day off before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just always been a good town, you know. It's super, super cool. And I remember eight years ago when I was uh, still uh, partaking in certain substances that I had had a little bit too much, and uh, I thought it would be a good idea to get a stomach tattoo. So, you know, there's always different memories, you know, from uh, from Spokane. And, I mean, no lip service, man. The audiences have always been really, yeah. really strong there. But the audiences are way stronger in Seattle. So I don't think you guys have to worry about us getting a show in Seattle. We just want to make sure we bring you the, uh, we, you know, we want to bring you the full tilt boogie show. You know, so uh, it'll happen. Just be patient. You know, we respect the hell out of you guys. You've been there from day one and supported this band like no other. So we uh, we don't take that lightly, man. We're, we're very appreciative. We just want to make sure we bring you when it's time. We just want to bring you the big show. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, too, as like a fan of yours, like I, I think it's nice that like you guys don't just hit all the major cities. It's like like if I lived in Spokane, I'd be pumped to see Shinedown come to town or Yakima. Yeah, I don't even think that we've ever played Yakima. Um, I can't ever recall ever seeing it um, in a tour book. So, I mean, that in and of itself, we're always looking to see what areas, depending on the state, that maybe we haven't touched on and, and what have and what have you. Of course, you want to go to the major markets, but, yeah, we we kind of time things out. We kind of do it in our, you know, we, we like to look at a tour. You know, it's not about, it's it's not a sprint. You know what I mean? It's right. a marathon. So you, when you're doing these kinds of records that we do, um, the goal is to, to make it a very broad campaign. I mean, 2019, next year for us, it's probably going to be one of the biggest international years touring-wise that we've ever done because we're already being slated for India for the first time, China for the first time, back to South America, Japan, uh, back to Australia and New Zealand. Um, you know, it kind of, it goes, uh, it's a pretty broad, you know, touring cycle next year, just from an international point of view. So we like to be able to kind of pick and choose when we're going to go to certain parts of the globe. It's funny, Tim mentioned it, it's awesome that you play in different areas in Washington. Like we still, to this day, we always still rock out on, and play on KSW, your, your live version of Simple Man uh, from Kennewick, Washington, which is such a great performance. And it just got my wheels turning. I never had the chance to thank you guys for the, an incredible version of that song. I used that, your studio version of that song as my first dance with my mom at my wedding. 
And it's still to oh this day. Oh my God, man! Yeah. Really? Yes, yes. I, I, never, I never thought about That's it. It's so sweet, dude. It was it was great. Except my mom and I, we never like held each other for that long. So while we're dancing, <laughs> my mom's like, you know, you could have probably edited it. Like, I, and she's giving me a hard time because she's like, we don't ever dance with each other. But man, it was such a cool moment. Like, I, I just love that version and love what you guys delivered with that song. And it was it was like a no brainer for me to have that be the song I danced with my mom to. You know what? Uh, that is an absolutely beautiful story, man. And that kind of brings me to this next comment I'm going to make, which is, you know, music for me over the years, especially songs. I don't know of any other art form that can instantaneously create an emotion like mm-hmm. music can. True. It can take, you know, someone that is having the absolute worst day and they play that song on their playlist or the song reminds them of something during the day and all of a sudden all of their troubles just kind of go away i mean i've actually seen music cure cancer you know and i just i i I look at it from a different approach every single time and i'm fascinated and in awe of the power of uh of what music does to people so you know talking about you know your mother and yourself and that you guys hadn't really held each other for a long time. And, and this yeah. very, very special moment in your life. It's, I, I just feel honored that there was something that we had something to do with that gave you a moment in time with your mom. Well, I thank you, man. Cause it's, it was such a, the minute I heard that version, I, I always kept that in the back of my mind. Like that's going to be the song I want to dance with my mom to it. Just, it just felt right. And then when I finally found someone that wanted to marry me, I had the opportunity to make it happen, man. It was awesome. It was, it's, you mentioned though, music puts you in a good mood. What's that one song for you whenever times are tough or you're down that you're like, that's my go-to song. I know I'm going to be in a better mood because, or, or band even. I'm going to be straight up honest with you, man. Uh, and this is not BS. If I'm like in a crap mood, I will straight up put Eye of the Tiger on. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will, I will nice. totally do that. <laughs> Dude, we, it, it does it, man. Every it yeah. doesn't matter. Every freaking time, man. If I'm in a crap mood, I put Eye of the Tiger on, and all of a sudden, I'm back in the game. It's that opening riff. That ain't gonna fly now, even off of the Rocky soundtrack. I mean, I've listened to that just to get pumped up. Hell yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> well, again, the record is called Attention, Attention, and it's coming out on May fourth. Uh, the new song is Devil. Do you, we're playing it here on KISW, of course. And uh, do yourself a favor and check out the video. Uh, Brent Smith from Shine Down. Thank you so much for Thanks, taking Brent. a few minutes to talk to us. It's my absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule today to talk to me, and thanks for giving us all the support over the years, and we really, really appreciate it. We we, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys very, very soon. Have a great rest of your day. You hey, too, my man. Later. Bye. Man, that was awesome. That went great. That was... We're Never. back. We do the best interviews, Steve. <laughs> the greatest interviews. I completely forgot until that moment that I danced to his music. I know. That was kind of serious. I was like, oh, all right. And I was like, oh, crap. That went a lot better than the time that I told uh, the, the the lead singer of Brad that I used his music for the soundtrack to my wedding. What did he say? <laughs> Nothing bad. I, it's an awkward thing, probably, when you have someone fanboying over like, you. I don't care. Well, I was in the backstage area, and I was <laughs> wasted. It was when Bruiser Brody played a show, and I'm <laughs> like, hey, man, it's got to be a fanboy for a second. But your music was the soundtrack to my wedding, because we used like four of their songs. Yeah. And I think it just threw him off because he was kind of getting ready for the play. And he's just like, look at me. He's like, hey, man, well, thanks a lot. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, my wife came down the aisle to one of your songs, The Day Brings. You know the song, The Day Brings. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally I go, all right, I'm done. 
That's it. That's all I got. And then he jokingly goes, well, man, I wish I would have got a little bit of a financial kickback for all the music that you use. And I was like, ah, it's real funny. You got to go get another beer. Yeah, it's like when I fanboyed out on Joey Ryan. Like, we all have those moments. <laughs> your, your penis is the best penis. You're the best, man. <laughs> but yeah, Brent's always awesome. Dude, that couldn't have gone better. Yeah. And I'm glad that, like, the, um, it's funny how something just triggers something. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that simple man. I danced with my mom. Yeah, you used that at your wedding. You just yep. got a fresh tattoo. You know what? Maybe I should get my first tattoo in Spokane. Just get shined down. On your stomach. <laughs> like, like Thug Life? Shine I guarantee down. he'll retweet it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good call. It's worth it just for that. <laughs> Dude, I just saw recently, and we'll take a quick break in a second. I yeah. saw somebody post a picture of a Seth Rollins tattoo from the WWE. Right. And it was like this really not so great tattoo. It says, burn it down. And he retweets it, and I think he just wrote, wow. <laughs> it wasn't even like, this is awesome, or thank you. And then all the tweets are just memes that are like, whoa, what the F is that? Like, it was like, like you don't want that. Like, you want that moment to get the retweet from the guy who you got a tattoo inspired by. Yeah. And for him to not even act like he's excited about it, it was freaking hilarious. Uh, I'll stick to our Marshawn retreats for eating chocolate. That was pretty damn awesome. When would you get that chess piece done? Did you just do it today? Uh, yesterday. Oh, man. Yesterday, I yes. saw the picture of it, and I was like, I don't even know where that he had that much space on his body. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we come back, I'll tell a little bit about that. Right. Uh, we might have Shane Strickland swinging by. All right, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll see. He's in this building. I just did a wrestling podcast with him, and he was, he's, he's meeting up with the boss about P- possible like media opportunities since uh, he comes to town a lot. So yeah. All right, Money Making Catch returns. Tech needs to roll another joint, and Steve needs to stretch. Actually, I have no idea what Steve needs to do, but I'm sure it's pointless. The mega cast will be back. Now break your face up. pencil and start filling in each line the white house cabinet march mayhem blowout bracket no teams just jobs who needs college basketball when you've got real life drama fill out your bracket now and see who's left in the president's cabinet at the end of march i've got jeff sessions and betsy devos making it all the way until may ah i had tillerson my bracket's already toast it's not a tournament it's survival the white house cabinet march mayhem blowout bracket make your picks today true tv originally launched in 1991 as court tv a network that solved many mysteries now the mystery is why is the ncaa tournament on true tv this message brought to you by the sports finder button on your remote if you know where that is the tournament continues today right here on true tv Thank you for your patience. <laughs> your reward is 15 or so. More minutes of this stupid show. The Megacast is back. 
not very nice to us, Grace. Grace kind of harsh on us today. This is a fun show. We just had Brent Smith from Shinedown and now just hanging out at the studios, talking with our boss, wrestling superstar himself, Shane Strickland. Uh, I will not be modest today. I am a fantastic performer. (laughs) Sometimes I got to own it, man. Yeah. Sometimes you got to own it. You got to be proud of what you do. Sometimes sometimes I'm like, I hate the things that I do in the ring. But now I'm like, you know what? I got in this radio station with just by my name alone. So I got to be like, yeah, I'm pretty big. big (laughs) You're the champ. Defy champion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ted, you're in the presence of a champion. I am. I am. It feel, I, I won't lie. It feels awesome. Yes. Where's the strap? Do they not let you walk around with it? Oh, I have it at the house. All right. Yeah, I bring, I bring it with me sometimes. You know, uh, 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 Shane and I had a long wrestling-themed podcast. Anyone who's a wrestling fan, just go to Migs versus the World of Wrestling. I think probably by next week that that episode will be up. Just keep on the lookout. Um, but uh, Shane is in town uh, because, well, you have Northwest Ties originally from here in Tacoma. And then also you are dating a lovely f- a friend of ours, Carlina. Yeah. So you're in town hanging out with her. Yep. yep. Um, as well as doing other business ventures as well. Um, but uh, yeah, basically visiting my girlfriend's family and All seeing right. them. Yeah. So we we gotta talk because I saw it on your uh, Twitter or Instagram page. There's a picture of you with a bunch of ropes attached to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a freak. <laughs> I get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what was going on? Um, uh, my girl uh, Carlina, she uh, does uh, this photo shoots of uh, uh, shibari rope ties. Basically, the style of uh, art with a uh, uh, it's Japanese rope ties. Basically, they tie you up and like it's form of like uh, originally they said it back in like the back, uh, Japanese ancient times or whatever. It was a way for like. Um, binding the slaves and captured vi- uh, victims and all this other stuff. So moving uh, further on, it's definitely like a form of art and a form of bondage, but it's like art and everything like that. So um, the way Carly does it is like beautifully done. She's uh, suspended up in the air and like wearing, wearing a dress and stuff like that. You can check out their social media. It's really cool. But um, they asked me like, oh, would you like to try it and do this uh, photo shoot with it and make you look all masculine like a warrior and all that? I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I was a little nervous to put it on uh, social media because I didn't want people to think like, oh, man, we just had Black Panther happen, man. You can't be looking like a tied up slave. So I was a little nervous to put it on social media. I asked you about the question. I was like, what is this photo, man? So like uh, I was a little nervous, but a lot of people like this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Like, man, come on, man, do it for Wakanda. I'm like, no, (laughs) do it for Wakanda. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't want to come off like uh, looking like, uh, oh, man, this is like this is hurting our culture. You know, you're leading the like as far as a black uh, African-American wrestling performer. We can't see you tied up right now, man. Yeah, I wouldn't even put that connection together because I don't know the history of that art. Right. Uh, and right. So, or well, at the time, it probably wasn't considered art. It was considered something pretty vicious. That was just the back of my thought. Oh, yeah. The back of my mind yeah. type thought. Well, in the I world mean, of yeah. social media, you got to overthink everything sometimes. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, how are uh, people going to react to this? Are they going to misconstrue it as this? Yeah. yeah sometimes I don't like, even want to tweet about just random stuff. Yeah. No. Just even like a sports. No. Like the other day, like I've been watching Narcos. I saw Steve and I was like, I wanted to tweet about it. But then it's like, I bet some people don't like the show and I don't want like. Colombians coming after me being like, it destroyed our country. <laughs> Waiting at your house with like a Colombian necktie. Well, like, no, my buddy lives in Bogota and he was like, like cocaine's kind of looked down upon because it tore apart their country. Oh, wow. So then I was nervous sending out the tweet. Like, yeah. I love this TV show about the sad thing that happened. Well, 
there's shows about uh, like black people smoking crack. Like, I don't like. I'm going to tweet about it because it's an entertaining show or something like or like the entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, Power. I love the show Power, but it's like oh, a black dude in power from um, a cocaine dealing and drugs and being a gang member and being like violence and all that. Like it's a, if it's a good show, it's a good show. Like tweet about oh, it, talk yeah. about it, discuss it. That's what the shows want you to do. That's specifically what why they're pushing the boundaries with what they do on television yeah, so they I'm can see people it. talking about it. Twitter sometimes gets out of control, man. Yeah. yeah. People just yeah. hopping on each other. People get a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so did you get suspended in the air then with the ropes? Oh, I, I, no. I, I ain't ready for that. I ain't ready for that. No. No. Like, I, I was wondering because I've seen Carly's pictures and it's like she's hanging from wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it gets intense apparently. Like she told me about like yeah the blood rushes to your head is such a adrenaline rush and all that. I'm like, I'd rather fall through glass and to barbed wire than do that. We I'd found Shane's rather, line. I'd much rather like <laughs> suspend me in the air. Nah. Not which happening. which Defy show is that where whoever you're wrestling somehow ties you up? It's like, I found his kryptonite. The rope match. That's that's the day I lose the championship. It's not, <laughs> not happening. Because I'm like, oh, we're going this level? Nope. Tap out. And now we talked about it on, on, on the, pod, the wrestling podcast. Was, you got to do something that Ted and I have done, which was go check out the Seahawks facility. He went oh. with, uh, yeah. with Mondre G, uh, gave him a tour of the practice facility, which was pretty awesome. Oh, it's phenomenal. Like seeing like the, the type of detail that um, they put into each player, that they put into like the. The facility itself, like this person works with this person's mental psyche. This person works with like the per uh, in the, they have a barber shop in there, which is phenomenal. Like, oh, I didn't they, even see that. Yeah, they have a barber. They have a barber. Dan Luke giving us the ten cent tour. Yeah. yeah. No, I got the whole dollar. <laughs> I, got the whole dollar. I will say I this: watching them go through a walkthrough, like it's just it's unbelievable just to be that close and watch athletes at the top of their games. Like just it's incredible. It's insane. Yeah. Like they got a, the guy that works on like um. That uh, the equipment, like, they can literally make a jersey right then and there. Yeah. Like, literally right then and there. Like, put your name on the back. Like, which, like, if you want to wear the gray one, the gray Seahawks jersey, the, they want the face mask. They have the uh, wall of face mask. You can wear the, they, they can just pull out the sh- cleat. The, 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 the opening up walls where it has all, all the merchandise. Yeah. That part freaked me Ooh. out. I was like, can I just take one of everything or at least just one? something yeah. yeah i'm like hats and shirts you wouldn't even notice it was gone there's no name on the back of this jersey <laughs> i like how we're like creating like a whole thievery thing yeah i'm like i could just like just just give me this the the one face mask that I, it doesn't even have to be the whole helmet i just want something to take away from this experience today yeah it was like what was it the one thing that i remember remember they showed us the, the there's that machine that they have they've they've molded all the players feet yeah. And yeah. they put a shoe on that foot and then like have the machine like beat it up so that it breaks the shoe in so that they don't have to go through the pain of breaking in a shoe. It's fin- it's ridiculous. They it take, is. So, they take such care, care of these people. And, like, and I'm like, is every facility like this? No. It's like one of the top no. three facilities in the country. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Right on Lake Washington. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Did they give you the, the hot tub tour and did you get to see any? Uh, I didn't see the hot tub. But the one little, the one little thing they pointed out to me. We were like, traumatized by the hot tub. We walked in and uh, Jimmy Graham was in there just standing in the hot tub fully naked and waving at us. Like, yeah, hey, boys. hands on his hips. It's the largest human I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so that ripped like, up. Like, I won't lie. I just started shuffling my feet. Like, what's up, Jimmy? I got to do some sit-ups. And... <laughs> So, so y'all got the two dollar tour then? We, that was worth it. Yes, we didn't. We didn't, got, yeah. we didn't see the barbershop. You got we saw, naked. 
Jimmy Graham. We saw Jimmy's pelvis. Uh, you missed out on that. Not only that, we saw we uh, we know where Richard Sherman stands now as he was scrolling through the locker room. Right, we saw Richard Sherman naked. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get that. I didn't. I didn't get any of that. That's. No. I could have walked out the building like, all right, dude, I'm going. Uh, I'll see you guys later. This was a really good experience today. We need mm-hmm. to. Det- we got to text Andre and be like, "Yep, you didn't give Shane the full deal." Like, yeah. Can I get a naked Russell Wilson? <laughs> yes. Can That's get- five dollars. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, man, the full on. Yeah, but uh, it was really cool. It's got a little halo around it, right? <laughs> it's covered. It's covered up with Sierra's record, last record, gold record yeah. around his body. Yeah, that's how you listen to it. <laughs> Doesn't even need a needle. It just magically plays. I'm like, oh man, they're playing goodies right now. <laughs> you know, I have this clip of audio and it's football related and after what we're talking about, it might not be the best thing to play, but I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, Ted, I don't think you have. Joe Theismann was talking about Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, the fact that Kirk's going to make a lot of money next season. Yeah. And uh, just well, for the record, as yeah. somebody that grew up in the D.C. area, Theismann played for the Redskins for years, like this and that. He's the one that broke his ankle, right? Right. LT yeah. snaps his uh, snaps his leg. But people even in D.C. do not like Joe Theismann. Like, oh. he annoys the crap out of everybody. So I don't even know what he's going to say here, but I'm pretty sure it'll be annoying. Well, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he was trying to either say, like, a tough nut to crack or a hard pill to swallow. Uh-oh. But somehow he Ooh. combined the two phrases. <laughs> you guys need to hear this. Check it out. Wait. Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. You know, Kirk's deal is what it is. I mean, it played out the way he wanted it to. He's had a football team that wanted him. It's not the Redskins didn't want him, but I think it would have been a big nut to swallow. <laughs> yeah, he he got his uh, streams crossed up there. A big nut to swallow. A big nut to swallow. I'm sure he meant every word of it. <laughs> that Kirk Cousins deal is amazing. It's all guaranteed. All yes. guaranteed. And the Redskins, like, you had him, right? Two years ago, he goes, hey, I want guaranteed $18 million a year. They said, now nah, we'll franchise you. That year, they paid him 19 The next year, he says the same thing. They go, now nah, we'll franchise you. That year, they paid him 20 And now he just went and got the richest contract in history. And wh- where is he going again? It, he's going to he's on, uh, he's Minnesota. Going to Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Minnesota. And what was it, 80-something million? 84 yeah. mil. 84 mil, yeah. all guaranteed. Which yeah. is unheard of in football, man. Right. Football players get kind of the short end of the stick as far as like yeah. pro athletes go. I've never seen more football players more congratulatory towards him because yeah. it's a game changer for a lot of these guys. Like Doug Baldwin even said, this is incredible. This is huge for us f- football players to get a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but at the same time, you're looking at the NBA guys who are getting like 200 mil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. NBA guys, baseball, baseball players. Baseball, baseball, yeah. You you pitch an inning a night. <laughs> you're a multimillionaire in baseball. You're good for like 12 million a year. Yeah, and you're a middle reliever. Like Russell Westbrook gets $500 a second of gameplay. Jeez. Wow. A second. He could drop a lot of triple doubles, too. But he doesn't have to. That's the thing. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. I still think it's funny. I love that meme that's like kids will never believe it. It's a picture of him, KD, and Harden. Like, yep, they were all on the same team. Anabaka. Oh, yeah. Anabaka. Like, they had that. That was Golden State before Golden State. They, if they would have, like, really took care of the team, like, as far as, like, money wise, if you really took a, if you could have took care of all those players, they would have been fine. But, uh, the whole KD Russell relationship that was bound to like go the way it did because it did, of egos. Because but, but if you win championships, I mean, I don't think Kobe and Shaq are ever going to be tight. But for a few years, Kyrie they, and LeBron won a championship too. Yeah, they, you'll put up with it to win that championship. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was legendary. Yeah, at the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the Patriots. Honestly, I don't think everybody's on that Patriot Way page, but it's like if we can get to the Super Bowl, I'll do it for a few years. The way they're set, the way the Patriots system is set up, though, it's just you need Tom Brady and you'll win. Like the, all you need is Tom Brady. Everybody, everybody else is a removable piece because he's won without these guys. He's won with them, and he can win without them. Yeah, this is the way that system is. like is. I, I, was Wes Welker really a superstar receiver? No, he's just in a really great system where Tom Brady just has to like feed the feed the system. That's all he has to do. Yeah, you think about all the tight ends that were considered the best tight end ever while they were playing on the Patriots. I mean, I think Gronk would probably be great everywhere. Gronk would be a great wrestler. Wouldn't you agree? Gronk would be a phenomenal wrestler. Isn't Gronk going to wrestling? You would hope. I know Mojo is his guy. Go Terps. That's right. Then you see that schedule and he'd be like, nah, man. Like, I want to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mojo's like... Nah, stick where you at. Yeah, you can't Stay you can't you do at. the Gronk cruise when you're uh, on the road all the time, getting your ass nah. handed to you. Yeah, nah. no, he's like, oh, bro, I, I want to go out and party. We're not gonna like, no, we got to do me- we got to go media day. We got to go do these live shows. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like, you know what? I'm giving Tom. I'm giving Tom, Tom a call. I'm giving cra- like Kraft a call. I need to get my job back. This is not what I yeah. expected. <laughs> yeah, right. Ronda Rousey's already missing events. Missing Rawls. What do you think about that with Ronda Rousey? She already missed an event. Yeah, she was supposed to be on Raw last uh, last night. I didn't even realize that. Oh, or Monday. two nights ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was supposed to be on. She was advertised. She was advertised. And on she Raw. wasn't there. She wasn't there. She oh, was boy. advertised. That's, that's not a good way to start things off. No. Do you think I, it's going to last past WrestleMania? Then I don't know. I don't know. Like people want that. Like. This is the thing. Like these celebrities, they say they love wrestling. They say they one these athletes. I, I would right. say they say they love wrestling. They say they love WWE. They they see all the only the thing they see is the glamour. That's all you see. That's why a lot of these girls coming from like just modeling, going into wrestling. That all they see is the the Bella twins and the the uh, the um the diva show. Yeah. Total Divas, that's all they see. They see the glamour. But when you see the hard work, the grunt work that you got to get up at 3, 4 in the morning to drive to the next venue, the next city with a packed car full of people, you got to wake up, do catering, you do this, do the sound checks, do the uh, the uh, rehearse this, rehearse that, rehearse that, meeting this, totally you're doing it all wrong anyway, and then go out there and perform it, and then leave that city fly drive to the next thing that's a lot of grunt work and that's a lot of psyche like punishment to be told that everything you do all this hard work all of it and then be told no nah, you're doing it wrong all right well let me ask you this what about a few years ago was that 10 or 12 years ago when our cat was wrestling in the wcw yeah um i don't think their format was as as grueling as WWE's is now. Okay. They were kind of based just really in one location with a couple of... No, they tried, They toured too, but oh, okay. they didn't... Like, their live shows weren't like that, like, of that much of a grind. Like, I these, forgot all about David Arquette. He was yeah. the champ for a minute. I saw him on yeah. Jesus Amaro the other day, and I forgot that he held the belt too, and they had the highlight. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure he wasn't doing the grind like they were. He was flying everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, these guys, like... Like, Ronda's probably can fly everywhere, but she's probably going to have to do some drives. You probably got, well, like, I think at first, but at the same time, they got to cater to like, like uh, the, especially she's just hopping into the into, onto TV, hopping into the roster. They're going to like give her the glamour treatment. They're going to give her all that. But then when you get like a uh, give her like three four months, and like all right, Rhonda, get get on that car, getting the getting right in the back, right behind Mojo Riley and 
sit next to Alicia Fox and get to the next town. Yeah, you, you want you said you wanted to be a part of the boys and the crew, yeah. and then now look, you're not no longer being mm-hmm. treated like the celebrity that's here just to be. Yeah. You know, hey, come show up here. We'll we'll cater to you. Now it's you're yeah. you're part of the crew. Once you get out of those Stephanie McMahon, Vince uh, McMahon, and Triple H segments, it's it's all grind now. Dang, that's <laughs> nuts. I didn't realize she missed an appearance already. Already. Oh boy, you done three p- appearances. Wow, three. Um, I want to bring up something, uh, and Shannon definitely would love to get your opinion because you're a man who has to speak in, on live mic. Sometimes maybe things don't go the way you hope it would go. Ted, I know you've done stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see Richard Pryor's son? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm I gonna... never cringed so hard watching something on well, social Well, we've media. got the audio. Ted, have you heard it? I have not heard it. Okay, so his son is Mason, and he is trying to follow in his father's How footsteps. How old is he? Man, he doesn't look that old. He looks old to me. You think he so? Sounded, first off, he was trying to sound like his dad, and he sounded like a 30, mid-30s. Let me see how old Mason. And this is just amateur. Like, Showtime at the Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Mason Pryor. Let's see. Who was the chick back in the day? She's still there. Oh, I'm not sure. I honestly, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know that. Uh, there was like the hot spokeswoman that was always on Showtime at the Apollo. Ooh, I don't know. I, I haven't watched that. It's Showtime at the Apollo. Doesn't even say how old he is. <laughs> Mason. Didn't they Pryor. have like Arsenio Hall hosting it at one point? Dude, I think back in the day when I watched it, I think Steve Harvey was hosting it. He's hosting it now. He's hosting it now? Yeah. Of course, it doesn't have his age on here. But uh, well, anyways, uh, he was doing it, and it did not go well. We have audio of uh, Mason Pryor here bombing at the Showtime at the Apollo. I can literally hear my dad up in heaven right now. Like, boy, you better not mess this up. <laughs> A lot of crazy stuff going on right now. Donald Trump is president. <laughs> Nah, calm down. I'm not as mad as Facebook is. You read the messages. Oh, Donald Trump, that's the worst president ever. I'm not the smartest man, but 400 years of slavery and not one of them presidents made the cut. And the worst part is, I feel like I understand really what's the problem with Donald Trump. Everybody here in America knows the code. If you get caught cheating, you gotta cut your side thing loose. Donald Trump's still on the phone at the White House talking to Russia. Hello? Hey, no. No, I want to talk to my man right now. You go get my Putin. Is that you, my Putin? I love you so much. I love the way you smell. I love the way your name comes off my lips. And they're turning. Sit down, sit down. Ooh. That's where he messed up right there. Yeah. Sandman coming out too. Yeah, he didn't handle that very well. And they turned on him quick. Have some respect. As soon as you acknowledge the audience booing, that's where they rise even higher. Yeah. Like, all right, calm down. Oh, we got him. Oh, blood in the water. Yep. So has there been a time where you completely, things just kind of fell apart on the microphone for you? On the you mic, could, never. No. In the ring. How about In the ring. Um, I've had matches fall apart, but... Uh, he can't, like, go redo... No, 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 you can't. No, it's, yeah. it's live. You got to keep going. So, but like, I've had like a like a multi man match where it's like six people and they're the, the, it fall apart. But like, I've I've been the one to like move people in right places and put it back together. Um, 
but yeah, I've had some bad performances, but n- never nothing like that. Like I'm complete. Uh, please don't come back, chance or nothing like Show that. Some respect. Never, yeah, like guys, come on, sit down, stop throwing popcorn at me. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, control your children, relax. Like I never, no, that's what that's the number one thing you don't do. I bomb that bad doing stand up. Yeah, yeah, and it's horrible because you're just standing there when people don't laugh. Like <clears throat> now your brain's racing. You're running through jokes. How did you recover? Did you recover? No. no. You didn't recover? No. My set was, and that was like a five-minute set. I think I ran off at like three and a half. I didn't even <laughs> wait for the light. I was just oh, like, no. this is going bad. That is a terrifying feeling, like not being oh. accepted. Especially, too, when you have like that one go-to joke where it's like, well, at least I can say this one and they'll laugh. And they don't laugh. And I don't know how to explain it, but it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like playing. It's like gambling. Sometimes there's a hot table. Sometimes there's a cold table. You get a room that they're not laughing. Like they're just pissed. I've had that one. Uh, oh, wow. this this part of the match they're really going to come up for, and then you get that. You do it. It hurts, and then they're like, uh, uh, right? Yeah, like, and then it you could hurt so bad, and then you could like done like a headlock takeover in the place. Like, whoa! Yeah. And you're like, that didn't hurt at all. Uh, it, oh, there's nothing worse when like um, you do something. It hurts so bad in the ring, but. Like visually, it didn't look like it hurt at all. So the audience didn't doesn't understand the type of pain you're in. So that doesn't resonate with them, and then they don't even react to it. I'm like, guys, this I'm I can't breathe right now. <laughs> could you could you please just? <laughs> I never uh, thought about it. like it says that you're trying to yeah. do it so that it looks like it's 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 flowing and it's anything smooth. worse than that is when the camera doesn't catch it either. That's oh. awful. That's awful. Probably want to track down that cameraman and kick him in the balls. Oh, I, I've watched matches back where like, <laughs> I'm, like catch it. I'm like, oh my god, this is the part of the match where I hurt my elbow so bad and the camera doesn't even see it. I'm like behind the guy under the cord, like nobody caught it, but you're just writhing in pain like the rest of the match. And it cuts to you, and everyone's just like, well, what happened to him? Yeah, like why, why is he why is he crying? Like I don't know. That changed. Strickland's changed. Yeah. Last match, I saw him crying. <laughs> we don't even know like, why. why. Right. I, see, I didn't see it on the monitor. Had an emotional breakdown. No, my elbow hyperextended right now. You know, y'all haven't even seen it. Oh. You don't even know. That just happened to me, actually, at a lucha taping recently. <laughs> I, got, I got drop kicked into the corner, and I flew back, and my arm went snap real quick. And I was like, ooh, and I rolled out. But you wouldn't even notice it. Oh. It probably didn't even catch the camera. And I'm just outside like, mm. Oh, is it a panic then in that moment? Like, oh crap! Can I continue wrestling? Like, um, th- knowing where my match, where the match was going, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I think like the next day, I still had like uh, two more days of tapings and stuff like that. I, just, I had to get like icy hot and all this other stuff put on my arm, just like because <laughs> it would like lock up right here. Like when I'm like just like grabbing a piece, of, uh, grabbing some food, I'm like, ah, it just like locks up. Eesh. Yeah. That's one of my least amount of problems right now that I have with my body. <laughs> What's the biggest problem you have on your body? Oh, man. Uh, Elbows are tough, though, man. Like, I got, like, decleated once by a dude. Yeah. And yeah, same thing, like, all my weight fell on the elbow. And it was just, like, uh, this, like, by the end of the game, just this massive thing. Like, going I, on I have it. a bone chip in my elbow. You can feel it moving around. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a large piece. It's, like, it's the size of a dime, it feels like. Do you like. remember what, what happened? No, it's just, it happens. It's just wrestling. <laughs> I. What happened? Like, what happened to your elbow when you're performing all the time? Uh, I walked to the ring. That's what happened. Like, my bone is missing from my elbow right now. Uh, I have, like, a nerve issue, I feel like, in my neck, and I feel it through my whole arm sometimes. I'm like, oh, 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 hold on. Hold on, guys. Let's pause for a second. That's the crazy thing I noticed. Like, I went to the doctor recently because I was having some neck issues, and it's showing me, like, the chart of, well, if it's this part of your neck, 
that's um, like a, a pinched nerve, you're going to feel it in your feet. Yep. Or this pinched nerve is going to feel in the tips. And I'm like, it just is like, that's insane. It, it's weird to think about, especially when you get chiropractors like touching you and like moving your stuff and moving. Like, yeah. like I had rib tips that were like, like popping out of my, like I'm on my back. That's a common thing that happens with wrestlers because we were taking so much punishment on our back and everything. Your our spines like kind of like go crooked and they condense a little bit. And your backs or your ribs they kind of pop out. And so like it's like you feel like oh man, I, you feel like you need to crack your back and you just like hard to breathe. And then like a chiropractor just like like move me around and like pop. And then like oh my god, I can breathe again. Like but it's called your rib tips are like popping out. So your ribs literally pop out of our backs. <laughs> Sorry, you keep saying rib tips, man. He's like, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> right? I'm like, man, it's almost lunchtime. Stop saying rib tips. <laughs> when are we going to Smoky Bones? <laughs> well, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you on uh, April 13th over at Defy Vibes. Uh, people can get tickets at DefyWrestling.com. And I'm sure uh, Ted's always got a... Yeah, you know, I might show up. Uh, you've only been all of them. Yeah. Except for one, I think you missed, yeah, right? Yeah, I missed one. Yeah, Ted, Ted, Ted takes over the upper level and just watches from up there. And uh, gets to soak in the vibe and the energy of the crowd, which is awesome. Yeah, and mess with the uh, McNamara boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> Leo, he went... His high school is like the... Is in the same conference. So I'm always like, let's yell trash about McNamara, man, because we're the math guys. That's right. You guys were having fun with uh with when Moose moves. Yeah, he's yeah. the math boy too. Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about these teams, but did yeah. You live, live with, did you live with Moose or uh, yeah? Do you still uh, live months. with Moose? Eight months. I lived with him, and he uh he moved out, and uh, Desmond Xavier moved in, and he moved in with Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. So we just swapped houses, but it, it was it was a, probably one of the best things ever because he like set me up with everything. He like, oh, this we're gonna go here, put this in your name, this 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 is all yours. He left me a bed. He left me stoves, the uh, 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 pots and pans. He left like nice. uh, a, a sixty inch TV. He's like, oh yeah, you can have it. I'm good. It was like a freaking NFL like salary player. No, he still has like like four bank accounts with six figures in them. He's like. Good. So he's like, so he just left me stuff. That is awesome. Yeah, that is. We all need a moose in our life. I am very fortunate to have a moose in my life. <laughs> I had a moose on my couch once. <laughs> yeah. Played video games with yeah. a moose. I oh man, like oh don't let me don't get me started on our video game fights. We me and Moose fought over video over NBA 2K. We I had arguments with him. Like did anyone ever throw a remote control? Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> His remote control. I was like, oh yeah, oh it's gotten bad. He's like, he's like, uh, like Moose is the cheeser in gaming. Cheesing in gaming is when you take like pretty much like the, um, you take within the realms of the game and you just keep using utilizing it over and over and over and over and over again because you know there's nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. That's called it's called cheesing. Okay, Moose is the cheeser. Like oh, like if you're playing the UFC game, I'm gonna pick Conor McGregor. Duh. Right. Come on, pick some other guys. Like, like, uh, like if you're playing NBA, I'm gonna use a Golden State. What? Come on, like right. really? Like I'm just gonna shoot, 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 shoot. Like, 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 um, I'm gonna pick Bruce Lee in UFC. He's not even. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's like Bo Jackson back in the day on Tech. Yeah, Bowl. like to pick anybody but that team. Was Tecmo Bowl the one when? Remember there was like a, a glitch in it where you could like you leave one side of the screen and you'll come out on the other side of the screen and then you could easily get a touchdown. That might. I just remember if you had Bo Jackson. That's or, cheesing or as well. You could yeah. just you could just run th- you could yeah. just run like dives all day long. Gosh, him or Christian Okoye. Yep. 
Hackmobile was awesome. <laughs> or like um, in old Madden, nobody could stop Randy Moss, or you just throw like yep. street routes. Yep. Or like Michael Vick just runs circles. He's mm. pretty much Bo Jackson with Michael Vick and Madden 04. I'm the worst with Madden, though. All I do is Hail Marys for everything. Yeah. I'll even go two-point conversion Hail Mary. I'll just yeah. back them up until I get to the point where I feel like I can throw the Hail Mary. I suck at running. I can't even kick a ball. I just always Hail Mary everything. Uh, I used to be good at Madden. I'm awful now. Yeah. Awful. yeah, I haven't played in years. I got last year's. I did pretty good. I made it to the, to the championship and then lost. All right. Yeah. I didn't get that far. I made like... I didn't make it by trade deadline. I was I, terrible. But I did it in easy mode, so I was as you would uh, say, cheesing. Yeah, the cheese. Yeah, cheese. <laughs> but Moose is like the ultimate cheeser, and then we've gotten into fights over it. Still to this day, we do. Huh. Seems about right for roommates. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. college all over again. Yeah, like I never went to college, so my college years was like military, and like so, I never really had the college experience until I felt like living with Moose felt like a college experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It sounds like it. That's a, yeah. That was basically college for us. We would play NHL, like, whatever, the old uh, 96 or whatever, one of those games. And one of our buddies would get so pissed off, he would take furniture in his room and throw it against the wall. Because, like, one of us beat him. He was up, like, 6 nothing. I beat him 7-6. to six, And he just snapped and just threw the chair against the wall and then storms off. And I'm like, ah, uh, you're going to have to pay for that at some point. Like, the school's not going to be okay with a giant hole in the wall now. If they understand the reason why, I think they'd be okay with it. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know like, these old people. They walk in there, NHL? Yeah, yeah. All right. Happens yeah. in room 303 down the hall, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Contra, all the lives. Couldn't beat it, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen this one before. Right? GoldenEye, 2001. Oh, oh man. I had an ex that was obsessed with that game. Yeah. That was massive. Yeah. Yeah, people still talk about it. Yeah. All right. All right. I got to go I do, so, I gotta I do commercials. I got to do Shane, work. thank you. Uh, again, defywrestling.com. We'll see you on April 13th over at the Washington Hall and see how things go against you against Austin Aries. Hopefully it goes well. Yes. Hopefully I take all of his titles. All of his titles. But at the same time, I don't want those baggage fees. So I hope I lose at the same time. That's a good point. He's got like six belts and he's got to check those, huh? That's like... Or carry them. Those carry-on bags, those are like not not even carry-on. Those are check. Those check. There's gonna be like three check bags right there. Jeez, yeah, after that, he's got to get a yeah. guy. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. by, you know, when Mayweather comes out, like there's a dude holding all his belts. And yeah, stuff. you, you got to get a belt guy. It might be cheaper to fly a guy with you than to check all those bags. There's a good chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my man. Thank you as always, no uh, and we'll see you soon. And uh, Mega Catch, where you. Maybe we could do it next week. I know I'm off. Uh, I, I gotta go to the doctor on Wednesday, but we could try and figure something out. Yeah, let's do a night one. I'll see if I can pull that off. Actually, that's a lie. I'm hosting an event next week on Wednesday night. And I'll be there. Yes. So we're not doing a night one. All right. Let's remind people. Crocodile, Wednesday night, the FMS show. Bruce Brody's playing, Woodshed, and then also Wide Only in the Wreckage. You and Taryn Daly are hosting. Correct. And that's Wednesday the 21st at the Crocodile. Please come and hang out with us. Make a family. Yeah, and Taryn's gonna... mom has MS, so it's you know it's very heartfelt for her. So let's support him a little bit. And Kyle, the guitarist of uh, Wide Only, he shared that he he also is battling MS. So yeah. it's, a, it's a very important night, and we're going to try and raise a bunch of money for a great cause. So hopefully we'll see you guys Wednesday. Next week over at the Crocodile, and we will see Shane at the Washington Hall on April 13th. Absolutely. Right. We're out. We'll see you yeah. next time. Peace. It's not the Redskins didn't want him, but I think it would have been a big nut to swallow.